is a very good afternoon. It's Niall Boylan with you for the next Terror Soul. Last to get through the show today, and it's going to be a very interesting one because when we mentioned the sex education program or the SPHE uh, yesterday on Twitter, we got so much interest and so many parents contacting us by both WhatsApp and Twitter and Facebook and everything else who wanted to talk about it. On both sides of the argument about it, the argument still exists. And I'm going to read out just very quickly a piece from Carl O'Brien from the Irish Times, and this goes back a couple of months ago. And the headline was, the new junior cycle curriculum will oblige school teachers to uh, teach about gender identity. The new sex education curriculum for junior cycle students will require students to appreciate how sexual orientation and gender identity are experienced and expressed in diverse ways. The curriculum uh, specification for the new SPHE, Social, Personal and Health Education Programme, seen by the Irish Times, is due to be published shortly, and as we know it is published now, and rolled out in schools for last September, which is two months ago or a month and a half ago. It follows a government-commissioned review of sex education at primary and secondary level, which found that the 20-year-old syllabus was way out of date, and I believe we all agree with that, too focused on biology and did not reflect the reality of young people's lives or the LGBTQ plus issues. Teaching around gender identity has sparked controversy with some Catholic groups, by the way, in particular, accusing policymakers of seeking to promote new um, gender self-identity doctrines. By contrast, many campaign and civil liberty groups have called for a focus on gender identity as part of a wider need to promote awareness over LGBTQ issues. And the 26-page curriculum specification sets out an overview of the course content and learning outcomes with a focus on three main stands, understanding myself and others, making healthy choices, relationships and sexuality. And the specification sources is aimed at promoting dialogue and discussion about these issues in safe setting, in a safe setting with an informed teacher. They reject allegations that it's been hijacked by NGOs. Uh, the curriculum will also provide 100 hours of learning over a three-year junior cycle, 12 to 15 years of age. Also addresses issues such as self-awareness, self-esteem, emotional well-being, the use of pornography, uh, issues such as sexual consent. I think we'd all agree with that. There's also a reference to cisgender, which defined which is a term to define when somebody's gender identity aligns with their sex uh, they were assigned at birth. The draft document uh, attracted criticism from the Catholic Secondary School Parents Association, which accused policymakers of seeking to promote an ideology that refuses to acknowledge basic biological facts in favour of new gender self-identifying doctrine. And the Association of Patrons of Trustees of Catholic Schools and Catholic Ethos must be accommodated to take into account the constitutionally protected right of patrons to run their schools from a faith-based perspective. Genspect, an alliance of professional parent groups, trans people, detransitioners, said the draft course promoted a narrow-minded gender affirmative approach and assumes that everyone, students, parents and school staff, believe in gender identity and that belief system. However, the draft syllabus uh, drew broadly support, or support submissions from a range of non-governmental organisations who said the emphasis on gender identity was very important and very welcomed. The Transgender Equality Network of Ireland, Tenny, said it particularly welcomed the mention of the spectrum of sexual orientation, gender identity and expression. Belong to youth services said many young people had been calling for improvements to relationships and sexuality and in education for years. And the updated SPHE curriculum specification will follow for senior cycle at post-primary level in 2024 and at primary level in 2025. So as you know, junior service students are starting to do it now and primary school in an age-appropriate fashion, I imagine, we'll be doing it by 2025. 
The government has also pledged that the new curriculum will be age-appropriate and include an inclusivity programme on LGBTQ plus relationships. We want to take some of your calls and you can call us at any stage. The number is 85 55 That's 85 55 Let me go to Brian. Brian, hi, how are you? Hi there, Niall. Thanks. Good. Sorry for keeping Thanks everybody. For me. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, no Brian. No problem. No problem. Brian, um, you know, the new, I don't know if you're familiar with, you know, the new kind of sex education program or, or SPC or SP, SPHE as they call it. In other words, teaching children about all aspects of sexuality, you know, including gender identity, et cetera, et cetera. Do you have an issue with that? Um, yes, I, I, I would say I would, uh, Niall. And um, look, if, if people want to identify as whatever they want to identify, that's their own prerogative. You know what I mean? We can't uh, determine what other people feel completely up to themselves. Now, where it does become an issue in my book is when you're teaching primary school children pornographic uh, images, the, the stuff in the books is teaching them how to <coughs> um, do oral sex on males and females, etc. You know, with those those sort of ages, that's not the appropriate uh, material. Well, now, hold on. Okay, but, okay, but let's, let's stall the wheel there just for a second. Who told you they were going to be showing children images of people having oral sex? Where'd you get no, that from? No, these are books that are published. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about the books that are being, whatever, but we're not talking about libraries today. We're talking about books that are okay. being used as part of the school curriculum. What book in the school curriculum for 12 to 14 year olds shows somebody having oral sex? I haven't seen that one. I don't. I, I haven't seen it myself. No, well, then uh, why are we maybe, talking maybe about I'm it? I'm not being a smart arse, but yeah, but, but yeah, I think no, you no, are, no, no, you're confusing two issues. <clears throat> yeah. 100%. No, look, in relation to the SBHC stuff, look, the, the, the kids themselves have enough to be learning in the school curriculum, etc. okay? And again, as they become adults, it's up to themselves what they feel and what they decide and, and how they want to treat people around them. Being taught this stuff in schools, whereas... The likes of religion. A lot of religions have been um, taken out of schools because of how it affects other students. But yet, on this end of things, uh, with pronouns, etc., it's been forced on top of people. And I know fascism has been thrown around a lot and stuff like that. And I know that uh, people are allowed to do what they want to do. But it just seems that um, if you disagree with the narrative that has been pushed out there on relation to the trans debate and stuff like that, you are considered fascist, but yes, if you look at the other end of the the, the page, it's fascism on both sides. You know, it's, it's people. Well, I would agree. There is fascism on both sides. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there is extreme and, elements on both sides of the debate too. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And and my my. Whole okay, but the, is, see the, the argument. I suppose the argument from the, the the Department of Education would be. Well, if you don't want your kids taught about, you know, gender identity, just take your kids out of the class. Is that a fair yeah. argument? I don't think so. But is it a no, fair? No, I, I don't think that's fair. No, because again, as 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 uh, citizens, we all we're all taxpayers. All of our tax money goes towards these schools and governmental programs and stuff like that. And look, they have to spend it across a broad range of stuff. That's fine. That's no problem. But. The school system could be a little bit better in teaching kids about mental health, teaching kids about life skills. There's a lot of those things left out. Mm -hmm. And I just believe that at those young ages, learning about other people's sexualities and what other people feel and believe just isn't really appropriate when we've got kids coming out of schools that, that can't manage their emotions. They can't have a conversation with, with an adult or, a, or another child or 
you have anxiety through the roof when they're all on these medications. I go there's different areas where I believe our funds and uh, attention should be pushed. And it's just, it seems going down this route, it's very virtue signaling. So rather than actually deal with something that needs to be dealt with, they'll bring these things in and it'll make the government look like they're great because they're helping people and they're caring about people, which is fine. But yes, we have all these areas that are falling apart in terms of education, healthcare, um, policing industry, immigration, all of these things. Is, the and, and yes, they should be all giving, uh, given equal time. They should, we should be looking at all the, the aspects of society as well. I do understand yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I, I know, you know, I've seen it with the Minister of Justice, for example, in relation to our hate speech bill, which he seems to be a little bit obsessed yeah. with, rather than dealing with other problems, yeah. bigger problems that we have in society. No, I do understand. Exactly. That. I do understand there are bigger problems in society. Absolutely, um, you know. But I suppose the argument coming from the left is that you know you must accept that there are people, whether you agree with it or not, who identify as the opposite gender to the gender they were born in, and that children should be taught to respect that. They should be taught to respect it, but I don't think they should be taught to, to go against what biology says. Because okay, so they shouldn't be taught to accept it as a fact. Yeah. Not, not as a fact, exactly, yes. Okay, well, 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 hang on, hang, stay there, Brian, because I want to bring a few people in. Just stay there with me. Let me go to Tina as well. Tina, hi, how are you? Hi, how's it going? Not too bad, thank you. Good, Tina, what do you want to say? Um, yeah, I, I agree with that caller, uh, just the, the man just there now. Um, it's totally, totally wrong, and every parent should take this very seriously and sit up and listen and and get involved um, and, you know, grow their knowledge base about what their children are being said in schools these days, you know. Um, they should opt out if they don't agree with it. Um, and you see, it's not all of the curriculum in the STHE. It's like certain strands of it. That's the problem, you and know. Do you have kids yourself, but, Tina? Have you got kids? Yeah, I have three kids. Yeah. Okay. No problem. And I work in education. Okay. Oh, you work in education yourself. Okay. So, yeah. So what particular part would you have concerns about for your children when they're going to school and, and learning it? Yeah, it's 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 what everybody else said. It's the it's the way it's being presented as fact, you know. And and I have a huge problem with the fact that the age as well that they're presenting this information as fact too. It's a very very fundamental age that teenagers are going through a lot of changes, and they're asking a lot of questions, and they're, you know, they're trying to fit in and, and all that. And you know, this this stuff, this information is being um, taught as fact. Whether you know your other caller there from the gay community likes to believe it or not um, they're very good with fancy words and, and dancing around facts but you know in on the ground this is what's happening and it's it's not right because it's confusing um, it's confusing our young people and they're already confused with so much to deal with you know with social media in their face and all, all the time it's just being presented as a fashionable thing right now you know, and what you were saying as well about social contagion, it, it's total social, social contagion at the moment. Um, if you look at the rates of how many people are now identifying as whatever the hell they want, you know, identifying as furries, identifying as all of these other things, it's going beyond just gender, you know, and the fact that there's 140 genders of what they're saying and what they're presenting as fact. You know, the fact is there's two genders and that's it. You can identify as what you want, but that doesn't make you the other gender, you know. And, 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 and that's your view of it, Tina, and you're entitled, to, I believe you're entitled to your view of it, and I'm not going to disagree with you. 
Yeah, but it's going to have a huge, huge impact on children's mental health, you know, because it's a, such an a important age that they're being presented this information. They're being indoctrinated, actually, with this. They're not being presented with this in, in a kind of a round manner, you know what I mean? Are you, are you, by the way, are you, are you a Christian, just curiosity? Are you Catholic or Christian? Or? I, 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 would, I would be under that box, but I'm not practicing. I'm not, you know, mm. I don't go to Mass and all this. Every, Do you like, object to children being taught crazy. religion in schools? I don't object to it. I why? don't object why, why to Why not? That. But, but your religion is not a fact either. So why would you not object to that? I'm just curious. Well, if it wasn't in the school, I wouldn't have a problem with it either, really. I, you know what I mean? It wouldn't mm. sway me one way or the other, to be honest with you. But the fact is, you know, like, th- this is presented as fact and it's not fact. Mm. It's going against biological um, information that we've had. Science, The science says there's male and female and that male and female are determined by whatever sex you're born with. Okay, so it's as simple as that. And they are confusing the life out of the youth of today and it's going to cause a massive surge in mental health problems. Okay, we'll stay there a second. Let me go to Lisa as well. Lisa, hi, how are you? How are you, Niall? I'm good. Lisa, you you were listening to Derek Byrne there earlier on and also Colin Mangan from um, the Countess.ie. Um, talking about, well, I suppose they both have a different view, although in fairness to Derek, he did agree with some of the points that Colin made, but they don't both have a different view of what should and shouldn't be thought in schools. What aspects in particular, Lisa, do you have an issue with? Um, well, quite a bit of it, and I didn't actually hear all of it, just, just so you know. Okay. But what is happening is this teaching is not being um, disclosed to parents. So that should send off a lot of alarm bells for parents because if they don't want us to know, why don't they want us to when know? When you say it's not being and disclosed, you, you can go online and the full curriculum is online on the Department of Education's website. Well, what they what the NCCA send parents to is a very flowery um, edited, An edited version, yeah. yeah. But not even edited enough. It's just, do you want good mental health for your children? Tick yes. It isn't giving the actual facts. And what I've observed is I went through the junior cycle SCHE curriculum consult, and they gave a bit of information there. And parents were able to, you know, respond and say, we don't want this. We were ignored. The few of us that did find out what was being taught and actually sent in a response, it was not okay. taken Well, what, what was the parts in particular, Lisa? I'm curious as the parts in particular that you objected to as part of the SPHE. What were the parts you objected to? Yeah, I'll tell you, um, I object to pornography being taught to my 12-year-old child. I object okay, okay. to... Okay, well, let's, let's see with them one by one. When you say pornography being taught to your 12-year-old child, I would object to that, of course. But is it not teaching children? They're not going to show children pornography at 12 years of age. It's teaching children, for example, that in a relationship, pornography gives an unrealistic expectation of women, possibly, and men uh, with performance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that would be done, in, I would like to think, in an age-appropriate fashion. Is that really that bad? Because pornography is dangerous for young people. Um, So what the government should be doing, uh, instead of teaching this to 12-year-olds about pornography, they should be using their considerable resources and reach to go to those internet companies, ensure that children are not accessing pornography. I would would agree with you. I would agree with you. I would absolutely agree with you that we should be trying our best but we know the way technology works nowadays with VPNs and there's ways around everything. So that's a difficult uh, task. You know, unfortunately, know. the horse is bolted. Yeah, I, think, 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that argument at all. We take a deep breath. We say, okay, what the government can do and find out um, via telecoms is absolutely amazing. And they will be pursuing people uh, very soon for hate speech. And you'll be darn sure that they'll be able to find out who sent what, where, why, and when. And yet they're unable to protect children from pornography. It simply okay. doesn't add up. Okay. Let, well, let's, well, let's just say yes. Okay. I am agreeing with you wholeheartedly. There should be a method of Revolut, for example, when you sign up, can make sure you're over the age of 18 by using yeah. identification. Surely porn, porn websites can do exactly the same thing. All right. But, but here, Lisa, in the interim, that's already there, unfortunately. We've let that genie out of the box years ago. Uh, my day, all I ever got was Mayfair magazine when I was 14 years of age and a mate of mine got it from England and that excited us to no end. Nowadays, children are exposed to all sorts of things. So is it not a good thing that the school is taking the bull by the horns and saying, well, look, you're being exposed to this type of pornography. This is not good. This is not really what men and women do, generally speaking. This is an unrealistic expectation of what, what love is and what intimacy and sex is. No, I, I don't agree with that because we wouldn't do that with drugs, for example. So if children were accessing drugs, we wouldn't be bringing it in and showing them the right way to shoot up. And, and I but think you're not, but, they're not go, but they're not going to show them pornography, Lisa. Yeah, I, I think that if you look at where this is heading, they okay. will be shown pornography. Okay. Everything is, is on you know a continuum. It's being inched its way in. My 12-year-old daughter hasn't been exposed to pornography um, I don't want it being taught, and I think that it is is very, very slippery slope, and I think if you okay. look at the intentions of the people behind it, it's, it's very worrying. Okay, next, okay, we leave park pornography for a moment. I, I assume you have no issue with consent. Consent is an important thing to teach a child, isn't it? In all aspects uh, of consent. We do have an issue with consent. Um, it is a, a hyper-focus on consent to 12-year-old children who are, you know, not... Uh, the age of consent is 17. So I would question why our children need to start learning about consent at age 12 and really focusing on... But do we have to accept, Lisa, that unfortunately you might be a good parent, but there are a lot of parents who are not quite as good as you. The average age for losing your virginity in this country is now less than 16. It's 15.7 or something like that, right? So that's the average age of losing your virginity, which means there are children losing their virginity 12, 13, 14, 15 years of age, and at 18, 19, 20, 22 years of age, 21, 22 years of age. So what I'm saying is, it does happen. And, you know, is it not important that we teach children, you don't have to go into the sexual aspect of it, you do it in an age-appropriate fashion, about consent, about their bodies, about, you know, who can touch them, who can't touch them, and that they must consent. Is that not important? See, I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to agree with you in a few minutes on some of the other stuff. But work I know, me. but they can't consent, Niall, under the law. The, the age of consent oh, well, is but, 17. But Lisa, people can't consent to have sex under the law, but the majority of people lose their virginity under the age of consent. So where do we go from there? The majority well, of people. Then maybe, maybe we should be teaching um, about Chastity. not losing our virginity at, you know, as a child. Um, perhaps that's where we need to go. We so be, we've been trying to we've been trying to teach that for the last one hundred years, and it has failed miserably. So clearly, that's not working. I, I'm not sure that we are uh, trying to teach. That I don't know anybody. Oh, my, I mean, when I was in school, I was probably the last one. I was in sixteen and a half or something. Like that's nearly seventeen. All my mates had all had sex at fifteen and sixteen years of age. You know what I mean? And I'm sixty. So what I'm saying to you is, we've been losing yeah. that fight for years. 
Yeah, I, you know what? I don't know. And if that's the average age, that means there's a good few Niles, just my basic understanding of math, who are a good bit older than 15. Oh, absolutely. You know, so absolutely. We have to take into consideration that okay. 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 society is sexualizing children at a younger and a younger age and just saying, yeah. oh, so done. Let's, what can we do um, okay. as parents is wrong. Okay, well, I have to move on to find the last bit. I, I, I kind of disagree with you a little bit, Lisa, on the first two. The last one I'm probably going to agree with you on, which is gender ideology or gender identity. Um, you, you take issue with that as well. And you take issue, obviously, with the government suggesting, well, if you don't like it, you can take your kids out of the class. Yeah, and, um, you know, my heart goes out to these children. Um, there is no such thing as a transgender child. This is a psychiatric disorder, gender dysphoria, that requires um, parental intervention and awareness first and foremost. And what the schools are being told is don't out the children, uh, being taught this by belong to when they come in and train teachers, don't out the children to their parents. This isn't outing. This is a psychiatric disorder that requires parental uh, input. According to the WHO, it's not anymore. According to the DSM in the United States, it still is, of course. Gender dysphoria um, is considered a psychiatric uh, problem, according to the Americans, but not according to the WHO. It was removed from the WHO, um, the DSM manual, going back about five years ago, I think, or six years ago. Anyway, um, but either way, you, you, but, but you, but you don't, you don't, you don't obviously agree with us, and that's that's fair enough, and you're entitled to your view. No, in the schools, and it's unfair on the teachers that they suddenly are stepping into the roles of. Um, counselor and doctor and confidants of these children behind the parents' back and supporting pronouns and all of that when this is a psychiatric disorder. Nobody is in the wrong body. And if we had a child who was anorexic, we do not have a week celebrating anorexia and where we tell those children, yes, you are fat, you need to eat less. We would recognize that's an extremely dangerous uh, way to deal with a psychiatric disorder. So, what, well, so what you're suggesting is that we're affirming it, and by affirming it, you're continuing the problem. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and what's happening? Okay. What about the government's suggestion? And I'm sorry, Lisa. Just I have loads of people to get to. But what about the government's suggestion that if you don't like it, you can opt your child out? Is that acceptable? Well, you know that is the position. Um, with let's say for religion, right? That. The schools aren't really forcing religion anymore. But if the school suddenly had Catholic week and said to the Muslim children and the atheist children or, or children who came from those families, just opt your child out for the week. You know, we're going to teach this stuff, uh, but you have the right to opt out. I think that there would be quite a backlash about that. So why is it any different um, opting our children out of an ideology? This is not education. This is ideology. And what's really important for parents to realize is if we're focusing 400 hours of the junior cycle on ideology, on sexualizing children in ideology, we are losing academic hours. So, for example, my daughter last week had to fight for spot, a science spot. She has to fight for a language spot because those are no longer core subjects because she needs to be indoctrinated about all these other topics, that the government has decided that this is more important than education. So she's, she'll find out today, is she a lucky one who gets to learn about science? And I certainly see why the government does not want children 
educated in science because all of this is non-scientific. Well, no, gender ideology would contradict science completely and I completely agree with you. But stay with Lisa, stay with me for a second because, and I do apologise, I'm going to have to go through everybody very quickly because I don't have enough time today to deal with all of this. So I'm sure, sorry if I'm going to be a little bit short with everybody, but Lisa, I want you to stay there with me. Uh, let me just go to Martin. How are you doing, Martin? Good afternoon, Niall. I'm doing well, thank you. Good afternoon, Martin. I mean, I'm assuming, Martin, as a Christian, you don't agree with the sex education programme at all. Well, to be honest with you, Niall, even if I was never a Christian, I still mm. wouldn't agree with it. Mm. Because it flies in the face of everything that a good society is founded on. Now, when it comes to, you, you mentioned the World Health Organization earlier on, they are the last people that I would ever take advice from. The World Health Organization is just another quango of... Um, Quite a dangerous quango at the moment, by the way, can I point out? Yeah. You don't need to point it out to me. Yeah. It, it, they're a quango of, of people who have self-interests and they push those interests. So let's let's kind of park the World Health Organization. <coughs> you asked earlier on about religion. Now, yes, I'm a Christian. As I've said to you before, I like try every day and I fail every day. But... I also, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be pushing to have um, religion thought in schools because I think that, I think that also belongs in the home. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, my idea for schools is now, my, my two daughters are grown women, you know, with families of their own. But a school to me is there to educate children. Yeah, but you also, yeah but, it's, yeah, but it's not just about academia, it's also about social no, education. No, no, I, I, I absolutely oh, yeah. accept it's not just about academia. Absolutely, mm. 100%. But if you're going to start, if you're going to start preparing your children, or if they're supposedly preparing our children for life, let's start with civics. Let's start with telling our children. Absolutely, what, they're all important. What, yeah. what is socially important? What responsibilities <coughs> pardon me, what responsibilities and privileges do you have living in this country? Let's start teaching our young people. Martin, I couldn't agree with you more. We need to spend more time talking to them about politics, about you know, social yeah, about social issues, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But but yes, also yeah. what is important too is relationships because it's an important part of their life. Yes, but a good relationship is built in my opinion, is built organically. What I mean by that is people, you, you can't force a relationship. And what, what, I de- what I decide is a good relationship may not be what someone else decides is a good relationship. But can I ask you quickly, just on the point that Lisa made, just one at a time, and we don't have to ponder too much on them. Okay, consent. Should they be teaching children about consent between 12 and 14 years of age? Um, about consent... Again, no, I don't think so. Because okay. pornography? That's something also that I think should be done from the home. I well, think and Martin, you know, you might be a good father, and there's some great parents. I'm sure Lisa's a good I parent too. But, but there are some bad now. parents. I can't be responsible for the bad. Should, should my child have to, be, have to fall in line if I had children at school? Should my child or my grandchildren, as they are now, have to fall in line for the people who can't get their act together in, 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 in order to bring their children up but properly? But it, but it isn't sadly that's what happens in a society. As a society, you know, we have to... And that's where it's all going wrong. Well, we have to kind of accommodate everybody. But anyway, And that's not the child's fault that the parent is a bad parent. But here, anyway... I never suggested uh, okay. it was child's fault. Oh, no, no. Pornography. Where do you stand on that? Teaching children. They're not showing them pornography because some people suggest they're showing them pornography. They're not. Teaching them about pornography and why it's dangerous. Is that okay? 
Well, if you're first off, if they're not showing it now, give it 10, 15 years. I guarantee you they will be. I can't Once imagine they're showing Debbie does Dallas on a screen in the middle of a classroom. Niall, Niall, let's, let's turn this around and look at the abortion debate. Right? There was this whole thing of, oh, well, that's all it's ever going to be. It, you know, it, it's, it's always going to be, you know, safe, legal, and rare. Now look what's happening. We're only, what, five years down the line? And already we have people screaming for un, unlimited access to abortion. I know of someone who works in a health, in a, in a health organization, in a surgery, a doctor's surgery, and there are girls who have come in for third, fourth, and fifth abortions since this has come in. This whole thing is just, it's, it, it's a pathogen that's moved into society, a pathogen with, with many arms reaching out to destroy the family, destroy society. And unfortunately, our teachers, who at one time were the vanguards of, of keeping society level-headed, our teachers have fallen into that entire bottomless pit of wokeism and leftism and yes, let's push this whole agenda. We're losing everything to this whole... In my people say, "Oh, you're a nut." Fair enough, call me a nut. I think it's all satanic. That's my okay. Opinion. Okay, well, hold on for a second. You think it's satanic? Some of the comments, by the way, coming in. Uh, Jason, hang on, for in a second. Uh, I can't ring in. I'm at work. I'm fed up hearing about respect to be kind. Schools are for teaching facts. Social transitioning is not passive. Teach about sexual orientation, same-sex attraction, or opposite, or both. Telling any child it is possible to be born in the wrong body is hugely damaging, and it's a lie. Don't destroy the trusting relationship between schools and pupils. No mother should expect any other child to affirm an identity. Their child needs support and counselling, but it is not for the chi- for other children to be compelled in their thoughts, their speech, their actions, to affirm what, psycho- what, what is a psychological issue. The NCCA are forcing schools and teachers to teach an, an ideology as a fact. The fact is LGBT children are being told they are born in the wrong body by the TQ++. Uh, okay, let me go to Jason. Jason, hi, how are you? Good afternoon, how are you getting on? Good, Jason. Sorry I'm rushing to everybody. I have to get to everybody. Yeah, go on. So what are you going to say? No. Have you got a problem, Jason, no. with us? I have a big problem with the whole lot. Why can we not just teach our kids that's what they are up to the age of 16, 17? Keep your clothes on. Don't be taking them off on the internet. If you fail as a boy, you can't become a woman and become successful because that's only on the internet. And teach people to respect themselves. Never mind anybody else. If we teach kids to start respecting themselves, then they'll respect others. Now, I have four over 18, as you know. Mm -hmm. I read them with, with none of this messing. All healthy, normal kids went through life. None of this messing. I've four now under 13. I've once started secondary school, right? And already she's told me about our friends in the class and the talk and the way they're talking. Because me and her, we, me and her spend a lot of time together in the truck, as you know. She travels yeah, at the weekends. And uh, you know the way she, she, she'll come out. You know, that's the way. Without me prodding, I sort of just open the conversation. And already in the class, they're talking about this and our friends are in groups of non-binary this, trans this, people this and people that. And yet not one person or one organisation organization is promoting the nuclear family. It's all about you can be what you want to be, anybody can have a kid, give, give kids to anybody now because kids don't matter. I mean, 30 years ago we didn't have these problems because parents reared their own kids and taught their own kids. There was one parent at home and one out and work. 
Now we're just farming them into these bloody creches and letting everybody have a pick at them and in, 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 throw stuff into their brain and indoctrinate into whatever they want. We're dragging religion out of, out of school, which teaches people respect and all fairness and, and to look after themselves and to be kind. But hang on, but reli- no, it's not just my opinion. Religion is also based on faith. We know, we know idea, how you yeah. feel about religion. We know well, how you no, feel. well, it's irrelevant how I feel about it. I'm just pointing out a fact. You're saying you want fact-based education. Well, if you want, well, if you want fact-based education, well, then you shouldn't be teaching religion. Apart from, you should be teaching the- theology. Yeah. Look, look, look what we're substituting it with another ideology that anybody can. I, do I agree with you. Want. That's you exactly fail, what we're doing. If you fail, if you fail in, in one gender, you don't like being in the other in one gender because you think it's hard. I should go and we'll jump into the other one. And and then if I if me who doesn't know confuse you and call you by what I actually always thought you were, I can get into trouble for it. What are you calling it now? Dead naming or something? That's the name your parents gave you. That's the name you legally are known by. But but Noel, have you not noticed? This all started happening well, when Ender Kenny decided to resign. We knew we were coming up for the same sex marriage. We were a, a gay Taoiseach was forced on us. We, he was never voted in. He, he was given to us, and now all this is coming on. It seems to but be... I, well, I don't believe Leo Varadkar, by the way, is responsible for all of this. <laughs> Before you start. <laughs> I wouldn't say I don't, wouldn't go there. All. But I, I've no, he, but he, is a, he is a gay man. I assume he would be pro-gay marriage and... Yeah, we're, we're being pushed in one direction. We are not not once in the well, last. Well, no, ten no, years where, where, where this is, yeah, but where this has come from? Like Hang on, with the greatest respect, where this is coming from is the internet. It's coming from America originally, oh, yeah. from the universities in California. This is where it all started. And, it, and yeah, fifteen and it, second videos to brainwash your kids. Now. Absolutely, you should see the difference in me. In me two sets, not I can literally. I'm like a, a, an experiment. I can see it because I fought over the age that weren't involved in the internet. You, you know that way. And I fought now that our the whole life is is evolved around technology. And the difference in the Noel, it's scary. And I mean that sincerely. I mean, it's yeah, it's, scary. The, it's the internet that has forced all of this. It's the internet internet that drives this. It's the internet that drives people's opinions, which in turn drives government policy. And the government will tell you they can't stop it now, but they can find you if you put something well, up. Well, 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 here's the thing. They are starting to stop it now. You're seeing countries now fighting back and saying, right, we're getting rid of pronouns. I've just seen yesterday, yeah. was it in Missouri? I'm not too sure. Yes, in America, the, 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 the governor of Missouri just brought in executive legislation to ban the use of stupid words like chess feeding and birth it parent and all that kind of nonsense. But, but yeah. Noel, why are we not promoting the nuclear family anymore? Why is that such a bad word now to say, I'm just a man, I have to be a cis man, or you're just a woman, you're the tough woman, or you're the this. Like, the force in this, why can we not just, like, Promote the nuclear family. We all know that kids brought up by their mum and dad have a much, better, a much better chance in life. We all know that. The statistics are out there. But yet we're not allowed to say that now. That's a yeah, well, By the way, Lisa, sorry, are you still there? Lisa, are you religious, by the way? Um, no, I, I was raised, well, I was raised in the States, but um, Irish Catholic. And okay. probably, but would have been, Niall, extremely liberal person up until about three years ago. So would have turned away from the church kind of re-examining all that to the extent that, you know, what do you have if you don't have some core beliefs? I, I don't think we just um, land no, should, no, the reason I ask you is I do find there's a level of hypocrisy from people who are religion who turn around and say, I don't want my child taught an ideology, when essentially they do because they send their children to school to be taught an ideology, which is a faith-based ideology. Now, I don't I have no problem with people being taught about theology and about different religions and the aspect of religions, but to be taught, taught that a religion is a fact, i.e. God exists, Jesus Christ was on the planet, died and came back three days later. I mean, that's basically an ideology. And yet, 
There's but a bit I, of hypocrisy, isn't there? I think you're right. I don't think there's a hypocrisy because I believe that that's the, the element of faith, isn't it? And it isn't taught as a fact. It is. Well, it is taught as a fact. I, when I was in school, it, it was a fact. <laughs> you know? It was, well, I think it, it's faith. It's the nature of faith. And I think that, you know, that's an interesting discussion. But as I said, no one would allow or schools would not now have a Catholic week. But we do have belong to stand up week where this transgenderism is being promoted as a religion, as an ideology, as a better way of life for, um, you know, autistic and depressed children. So well, there, I, is, there, there is a high percentage of children who transition who have autism. Yes, I've seen the statistics on that. and It is very high. Yeah, it's anywhere from 50 percent to 90 percent. I'm not sure why. Last year, the um, the group, the national gender um, group, said it was up to about 90%. This year, they seem to be coming out saying it's close to around 50. I mean, the majority, anyways, um, mm. appear to be on the spectrum. Well, I, I, think it's be, I think it's because, basically, the social contagion is easier, um, uh, you know, for somebody who would be vulnerable, I suppose, to, to adapt to that social contagion. I imagine that would be the reason why. Um, but, yeah, but, well, but, we looked into it. Yeah, well, hang on for a second. Let me go to Martina. I've loads of people to get to. Thank you, Jason. Uh, let me go to Martina. Martina, hi. How are you? Hi. How are you? Good, Martina. Um, I just like, I just like to say that um, I don't know any religious-based schools that there were kids identifying as cats and dogs and things like that, and looking for litter trays to be in the bathrooms for the cleaner to clean up. Is that true? Uh, this is this is proof. I did hear that, that somewhere, but I don't know. I didn't know how true it was that a child it actually is, asked for a litter tray. In Wicklow Town. Well, I, I can tell you now, if I owned a school and a child or a pupil asked, you know, for a litter tray, I'd be contacting their parents and saying, you need to get your child, you know, you talk to yeah, a doctor. Exactly. Yeah. But um, I'd just like to say that that's proof in itself that this is confusing children. You know, I don't know if these children are just taking the mickey here or something and playing up on us. But if that's confusing children, letting them think they can be animals and stuff like that. Well, children will do anything to get attention. You know that. I remember in school I wanted to wear glasses even though I didn't wasn't sure what size it because the kids who wore glasses were getting attention. So, <laughs> you yeah. know, or you'd break, you know, the kid with the broken arm got attention so you'd be saying, I wish I broke my arm. So kids will do anything for attention. Anything. Yeah. You know? It is confusing them. Oh, no, I, I have no doubt it is confusing them. Absolutely no doubt. You know, to tell a child that, you know, you can become the opposite gender or if you want to become genderless, well, far away. You know, that j just kind of goes against everything you're teaching them in the following class in biology. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I don't think it should be taught to 9 to 12-year-olds or 12 to 15-year-olds. And actually, I think that maybe they could do something else. Like take, if anyone, parents that want their children to have these teachings, Maybe they should set up an evening class in a, in a community centre or something. And that would save a lot of other children being, um, you know, mm -hmm. left out of these classes, you know, feeling left out of that. I don't know, just a, just mm -hmm. a theory I had that maybe they should do it outside the classes. And I think there'd be less people going to that than there would be opting out in schools. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you very much indeed, Martina. Again, in relation to the literature, I think I did hear that story. I don't know how true it is, and it may not even be true, but I know there was a child in the UK because the Prime Minister of the UK actually got involved in the conversation where a child identified as a cat and wanted to be referred to as feline, and even the Prime Minister of the UK says, don't be so ridiculous, you can't start doing that. Um, let me go to Jana London, who is from the Natural Women's Council. She joins me. Uh, Jana, hi, how are you? 
Hello. Hello, Jana. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I have a little bit of a bad connection. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Okay. Okay, so Jana, in, in relation to what people have been talking about today, what are your main issues? You've heard Lisa, who I, I'm assuming you're singing from the same hymn sheet. Yeah, I have two I have two primary concerns. The first is the lack of parental engagement, which I think every listener should be aware of the lack of parental engagement by design by the NCCA. That's one issue I have. The second issue I have is many parts of the content, which I could talk for hours and I won't on. It's on my YouTube channel, Natural Women's Council, some of the concerns of the program, everything from teaching gender ideology as a fact versus teaching children to accept and love themselves in the body that they were born in. Uh, also, allyship is on there under uh, one of the strands, which is teaching the critical race theory brought in from my my home country, America, which is teaching uh, people here they should feel privileged for being white, Irish, or male. Uh, Irish. Well, the the minister for education for was asked about that only recently on television, and she kind yeah. of reaffirmed that you know almost suggesting that we're lucky if we're men and we're white, and that we have yeah, some, some privilege. Strand, uh, the, yeah. the devil's in the detail, so I would inc- mm. I would urge all. Oh, she, she didn't deny it, by the way. She doesn't deny no, that no, that's part of it. It's fact. Yeah. Uh, so what I would urge all listeners is to go into the Irish Education Alliance dot com consultation and submit their submission from that. The survey is very contrived to come up with the answers they want. Uh, if you fill out their survey, they will go out to the public and say every parent was delighted with the new SPAG because their survey doesn't actually have the detail. For example, in Strand 3.6, demonstrate allyship skills. When you look at the detail in that, that is teaching uh, you to feel privileged or guilty for being or, or supreme for being white, Irish or male. No child should be made to feel different based on their race, religion, color of their skin, uh, sexuality, whatever, they should be born equal. So there's so many parts of the strands, everything from gender yeah. identity to the highly sexualized content to allyship. What parents have to do is is two things. One is go on to look at the detail and then submit their own submission. But the second thing which people need to be aware of is the only reason the survey is being extended to November 3rd is because we sent a Freedom of Information Act request to the NCCA development team uh, asking on the junior cycle for proof, Lisa did all the work on this, who you just spoke with, asking for proof that the NCCA engaged parents in the junior cycle consultation. They refused our request. We had to pay to appeal it with the info commissioner. Then with the senior cycle, we have, Lisa has been sending numerous emails every single day to say, how have you engaged parents? What parent bodies did you engage? What parents' associations did you engage? Uh, they didn't. They had trans right activists from Tenney uh, designing the school curriculum, but they failed to show us how they engaged parents. So very quickly, they realized we are not going away. We will be emailing them and calling them every day and doing Freedom of Information Act requests. What they did is extended the survey from the 17th of October till the 3rd of November, which is brilliant. What they've also done is they've emailed that survey to all of the school principals. We have a copy of their email to the principals. And they're sending the survey link to principals to send to the teachers, students, and parents. Now, that's what we asked is for parental engagement. However, mm. the survey is dangerous. If parents fill it out, it will put it in a positive light. So they, they need to know it's there, but they need to fill out their own submission using either our template or their own, because otherwise it will be very, very contrived. 
something Lisa yeah, and I Yeah, the question, in other words, what you're saying is the way it's worded, the questions, it's loaded. Yeah. Oh, I, I did the survey. I actually pretended to fill it out, and it's on our podcast on the Natural Women's Council YouTube. You can actually look at the survey. And, of course, every parent's going to rate it as most important. And five, you know, is your sexual health important and being safe and mental health and being inclusive and kind and all those wonderful things, of course. So the survey is designed to come out with glowing results. However, it mm. does not get into the detail of what's in okay. the curriculum. Parents need to be responsible and find that information themselves. We have illustrated it. We couldn't be more clear. Where, well, Jana, if people want to get more information on, the, on what you're speaking about at the moment, where's the best place they can go to, to get things? Yeah, there's it? a couple places. Is First is the irisheducationalliance.com website. There's the SPHE consultation under there. They can see the, the letter. They can copy-paste the letter and tweak it. There's also the Belong To campaign, something else coming down the line that's really important that's also on that website. Also, I do very short, snappy, sometimes up to an hour, though, video clips on the Natural Women's Council on YouTube where people can actually hear us talking about the details of the curriculum, the concerns, how they refuse okay. the information, how they're trying to sideline parents. We have evidence and proof that they are trying to sideline parents. I mean, I, I do accept – sorry for – I'm cutting everybody a little bit short today because I need to get to everybody. I need to get to Frank in a second before I finish as well. And, and if people want more information, it's the Natural Women's Council, not National Natural Women's Council. Uh, but Jana, I, you do do you accept? I, I don't think Lisa does. Uh, and look, everybody's entitled to their view today. But do you accept that the curriculum is twenty? Well, it's more than twenty years old, years old at this stage now. It's about twenty four years old. Do you accept that it needs to be updated? That we need every now and again we do need to update the curriculum because society changes, children change, the, the age of uh, you know losing your virginity is at least there. That's come down two years in the last thirty years. So what I'm saying is. I, absolutely, I would much prefer if children didn't have sex until they were 17 years of age. But the fact of life mm -hmm. is that they do, you know, so we have to protect them as much as we can. So, you know, is it right that we need to change the curriculum, you know, every now and again to reflect society? I think that change is good, and I think that change must happen with the changes that we see in society. But I disagree with the way that the changes have been approached. For example, this is based on the WHO Standards of Sexuality document. Anyone can Google WHO Standards of Sexuality. And when you get to the matrix, this is all built on the WHO, the United Nations here. When you get to the matrix, they want to lower down and teach sexual intercourse. And your first sexual intercourse, sexual pleasure, and orgasm and contraception for age nine so we know quick we can clearly see where this is going it's a very slippery slope and they start talking now about age 12 sexual experience highly sexualized ethical porn porn can be healthy all these things age 12 guess what it will be in a few years nine eight seven six and with consent teaching that sex is okay as long as everybody says yes it doesn't matter your age as long as everybody says yes consent is okay well, age nine, the WHO and United Nations want to talk about having sex with age nine-year-olds. But do they say having sex or do they just talk about consent at age nine? Because there's a difference between consent and having sex. Because you can talk to a child who's five about consent without mentioning the word sex. Consent just means your own privacy, your own dignity, making sure nobody touches you inappropriately. You know, you can tell that to a five-year-old. That's okay, as long as you do it age appropriately. Yeah, absolutely. My children, I, I, I've taught them from a young age, their body, they have boundaries. Yeah. You say no, say no. If anybody gets in your space or makes you feel uncomfortable in any way, say no. You create your boundary. That is healthy. But the new program is, is very highly sexualized. I encourage everyone to look at the devils in the detail. And I think it's too, it's too highly sexualized. It's teaching sex, sex from a more, more about a pleasurable experience. Whereas I love what the man said who was on just before me that why, why don't we have, I have, a, I have a dear friend who went to boarding school and they used to bring in 
um, happily married couples to come in and talk about marriage and love and sex. And it was a man and a woman coming in to talk about the nuclear family and how wonderful it is. But now they have belonged to and trans right activists and Tenny going into school to talk about you can change your sex and you can, you know, be who you want to be and you can have your surgeries and take your puberty blockers. What happened to bringing in a happily married man and woman? Are we trying to kill the nuclear family and fracture society even worse than it's already fractured? Okay, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Frank as well. Frank, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you keeping? Good, Frank. Uh, I, I have a letter here that you had sent into uh, a school. Uh, I won't mention obviously the school or anything like that, but there's a letter here. It's a very long letter. I had a quick read of it. It's very interesting, actually, in relation to the RSE programme and the SPHE. Uh, and your issue, again, similar to everybody on today, you believe it's too highly sexualized for for the age group that it's uh, aimed at. Yeah, I, I don't want to be naive um, in terms of what uh, young adolescents um, are exposed to anyway in their private lives or on their smartphones. But in terms of um, spreading the, you know, even the differences between sex education and sexuality education is to me and I reckon to the people that are on your show is significantly different. And the sexuality part of it uh, tends to gear towards feelings and how um, um, we can identify on a gender spectrum, which I don't uh, agree on. I, uh, I actually happened to speak to the teacher to give her a heads up on the letter that was going out to her, and we had a you know a decent. Uh, it's very well. Can I just point out by the way? It's a very well written letter. Can did you write that yourself? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not doubting you, but I'm just saying it's a very well written letter. And, and, and thanks, Niall. And, and, and there's nothing I, offensive in it or anything like that. It's just very just no. point out the facts. Yeah, a lot of questions in there. I wrote a similar letter to the Board of Management as well. And you know yourself, when you're somewhat uh, find yourself in a situation where you're, I wasn't overheated or anything like that in terms of my, um, mm -hmm. you know, but your passion and you want, you, you, it, words easily come out, to be honest, when you put I mean, them down do on you, paper. Do you accept, you Frank, you do accept that since the last time we changed the curriculum, when me and you were in school probably, the only thing we knew and the only thing we were ever thought was, this is a penis, this is a vagina, one goes into the other and a baby comes out. That's all we were really told, you know what I mean? There wasn't much more to, to biology than that when it came to the human reproductive system. Whereas nowadays, rather than just reproduction and biology, they do like to include relationships. We didn't talk about relationships. I'm 60 when I was in school. That just didn't happen. Um, I don't think there's, there's a huge issue in talking about relationships as such. Is, or do you have an issue with that? I don't have an issue with that, but I... Um like I have a child in secondary and I have another child in a primary school and you can see in, even in the primary school they're bringing these in uh, and talking about feelings and and like maybe the first time I came across the word penis or vagina was probably, I didn't do biology but it was in science in secondary school even though I knew what it was, you know, but in terms of formal education but uh, they are bringing it into, uh, you know, um, first class and second class um, as terminology like the full and vagina and they're using these as to kind of mix up the words and guess what they are like throat, uh, eyes, vagina, vulva and you know it kind of it's very hard to argue against that but then when you start talking about uh, gender and feelings and my kid is uh, female is into sports and I'd be worried that she'd be and she likes blue and we, we go to Smith's and she doesn't want to go down the aisle where it's all pink and Barbies, etc. Mm. Uh, and I'd be concerned that, oh, you know what, maybe you could um, be in this kind of category, you're in the wrong body. Um, I know, I, I know. It, it is, I, there's I no, I have no doubt, that. by the way, I actually agree with nearly everybody on the show today in relation to some of the stuff that's been said. 
I do believe that there's a social contagion factor to all of this when it comes to children because children will do anything for attention when they're that age. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, I wanted glasses and I wasn't even short-sighted just because I thought I might get more attention if I had a pair of glasses in school. Um, and so p- children will do things for attention. And there is no doubt over the last three or four years there's been a massive increase in the amount of children who are identifying as non-binary or trans and I do believe in a lot of cases those children will live to regret that. Those parents will live to regret not getting those children the proper help uh, that they need to accept their own bodies rather than affirming them into something that they're not. I think that's a really dangerous route to go down. And I think by the schools doing it and the schools suggesting or maybe suggesting that there's 57 genders or 100 and whatever genders, I think the schools are affirming it. And I don't think that should be part of an education program because it's based, as Jana would point out, on fiction, not fact. Schools have counselling services and they should be, you know, um, kind of put it out there that if people are considering or have, you know, problems or whatever, um, come talk to us privately. I'm, I'm not sure if I agree with having to uh, sit everybody down in a classroom, a ready-made audience and delivering a programme that has been uh, structured by uh, Belong To and Tenny and not consulted with parents, as pre- your previous guests have um, alluded to, uh, suggested that, mm. and has been done. But uh, I know there's uh, probably a lot of uh, guys and girls as well, heterosexuals, that don't want to be part of that. But the teachers insist that they need to be educated because yesterday, here's a, I'm kind of paraphrasing, um, they, uh, we, they have a lot of misinformation. And I let her speak. And after that, I said, look, the misinformation is the unscientific, unfounded uh, ideology that you're kind of pushing to this ready-made audience in the classroom. And there's no escape. And to be fair, there is an opt-out but I'm not going to have my child up though because I feel he may be mentally uh, capable for dealing with whatever uh, is going to be delivered to them. Yeah. But right. as a child in primary school, I don't think, I like I'm uh, your previous guest on the show there, I might have met her before. Jella, but um, yeah. I don't know if I have my younger child uh, mentally capable and ready uh, as I would have hoped. Well, listen, all of you, Jana, thank you very much indeed. Sorry I didn't get to come back to you again. Um, Frank, thank you very much indeed. And again, as I said, your letter is, is a wonderfully written letter. I think it's very fair. Um, and I hopefully you will get a response to it. Although it does, you do mention as well that when you stick your neck out nowadays, you know, in these kind of issues, you risk losing your own career as well. You know, these are the things, aren't they? That you have to kind of, sometimes you have to stand up and speak, I suppose is the thing. Mm-hmm. Frank, thank you very much indeed. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Uh, okay, a lot of people at the end of the yard today. And I'm going to be honest with you. We put it up purposely all over Twitter, Facebook, everywhere to try and get an alternate view. We did ring a couple of people who we knew would have an alternate view and they didn't want to come on because, and really, it goes without saying. And I think even some people in the LGB community, not the LGBT, but the LGB community, who I said earlier on to Derek hitched their, I suppose, themselves to the same wagon as the, the trans community, and the plus, plus, pluses and everything else. I think they're in a bit of a quandary at the moment because I think most of them even don't believe us or don't buy into it anymore. And if you look around the world, the tide is starting to turn. As I said already, the NHS have now backtracked on pronouns. No more pronouns in the NHS. No more birth givers. No more chest feeders. No more of that nonsense. People with periods. None of that crap anymore in the NHS. Uh, many states in America are now putting in executive orders to stop all that nonsense. It's time the, H- the HSE in Ireland did the same thing and took all that nonsense off their website. If you look on the HSE's website, they refer to pregnant people. People don't get pregnant. Women get pregnant. We need to respect women. They fought for rights for over 100 years. We need to respect them. 
by calling women people, we're disrespecting them. We don't call men people. We call them men. We call them males. So stop calling women people. They're not people. They're women. So when they go into hospital, refer to them as pregnant women, not pregnant people. They're not people who have periods. They're not people with ovaries or people with cervixes. They're women. So start respecting the word woman again. Because that's the problem. When we start to teach children that there's a million genders and anybody can be anything they want to be, which is not scientific or it's not factual or it's not biological, what we're doing is we're disrespecting the genders, the male and the female gender. How many politicians in this country over the last six weeks at least have been asked, what is a woman? A simple question which started off in America. And none of them can answer it. And I tell you what, they can answer it. They just refuse to answer it. They don't want to answer it because they're afraid of what the NGOs might think of them. What will Tenny think of me? What will Belong To think of me? What will they all think of me if I say this? They might vote for me again. Jesus, imagine that. I better go to Carla before I finish because I've just seen her name pop up on the screen there. Carla, hi. Hi there. Um, yeah, this is a topic that... Um Really, like, um, I have personal experience of trans in my life. Okay. My ex-fiancé um, at the time was pre-op. And going through the, like, it was a very dark period of my life and I was hanging out with totally the wrong crowd. I was drinking, doing, you know, all sorts, as you know. Um, mm -hmm. It is, it, it, I, I... I've never met a group so mentally unwell. And, you know, it's Well, that's just, well, it's, that apart from the fact that all the group that you sound like you were with were all kind of probably doing other things as well as... Oh, well, the like, drugs involved as well, yeah, probably. Oh, like, my, <clears throat> my family, you know, tried to intervene and everything. But in the end, I saw sense, and we were you know, planning to, you know, elope to Gretna Green and all of that. Like, I was 22 years old. I was very young, very naive, very, you know, led. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, something in me, like, you know, tripped the switch in my head and said, you're never going to be a mum if you do this, if you, if you, if you go ahead with this. Mm -hmm. And I ducked out and I broke up and I've just, I, I don't understand, like, why they're coming so thick and fast about it. They're coming for the kids everywhere. You know, there's books in schools and libraries. All the programs have, you know, this coming through them. You know, Disney are putting characters and stuff. It's just. Yeah, well, the world has become quite woke, as they say. Yeah. Mm. Um, and especially being the mother of a like a child on the spectrum, and you know doesn't see the evil in the world. No, like it just it makes me feel sick. Yeah, yeah, and and, and we mentioned earlier on as well that according to statistics, uh, children who are most affected by this fifty percent at least anyway of what we know of it was the figure was ninety percent at one stage, but I believe now it's fifty percent are on the spectrum. And that's because they are vulnerable, as you rightly said. They don't really understand the ramifications of their decisions. 
I would like to, you know, if if a child still believes in, you know, you know, someone who gives the money for a tooth under, you know, Mm. it's just, it's just really, really, you know. In other words, what you're saying to me is it's not fact based, and you don't want your children learning stuff that's not fact based. But like, it isn't. You know, it's just feeding delusions. Okay, listen, thank you for that, Carla. Thank you very much indeed. Sorry, I have to wrap up. I appreciate it. Um, Anyway, if you want to get involved in the show at any stage, you want us to discuss anything, or you want to come on right at the very end like that, all you got to do is WhatsApp 085-100-2255. So people text us yesterday or WhatsApp and asked us to do this topic today, and we did it. So if you want us to do something tomorrow or the next day or whatever it is, or there's something you believe that a lot of people would be really interested in, just send us a WhatsApp at 85 100 Don't forget, by the way, this video and the video of the interviews earlier on separately will be available on our website. And you can watch the interviews from earlier on. You can watch this part of the show as well on the website, nileboylan.com. To watch them, you have to subscribe. You can listen for free, but you to watch them, you must subscribe. Uh, you can subscribe to the website. Now, it's five ninety nine a month, which is the price of a pint of beer, which is just a way of saying thanks. Because this costs us money to do. It takes up our time and costs us money. And we would really, really appreciate if you could help to support us. Because if you support us, we can continue to keep doing it and providing you with a platform that's uncensored. So please support us. Go to the website, nileboylan.com. Five ninety nine, And don't forget, by the way, every single day we give away one of those mugs. Right? On the screen, every single day we give one away to a new member. So anybody who subscribes every day, we will give one away a day. As I said, we do plan to give them away to every single member uh, once they've subscribed for a period of time. We haven't decided yet what that time will be, and we're waiting for the more, more mugs to come in before we can do that. But in the interim, we do give away one per day, and we will contact you and let you know if you're the lucky one who wins one. So go to the website, nileboylan.com and subscribe to the subscription plan, not the free plan, the subscription plan, and you could win yourself one of those mugs. Also, don't forget to check out our Twitter, Facebook, share it with your friends, by the way. Make sure you share from Facebook, share from Twitter, or share from the website as well with your friends and let them know the show is here and what we're talking about on a daily basis. Thank you very much indeed to everybody who subscribed so far and those who can't afford to, we really appreciate you too. You can listen free of charge every single day. We don't charge people for watching this right now or listening to it. We only charge you for watching it later on the website if you don't happen to catch it during the day. Thank you very much indeed, and I'll be back again with you tomorrow at 12 o'clock. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up available for download from all your usual platforms. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.